This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. We are here to study God's Word, and with me are our friends as usual. Gloria Seba for Frank Okokubuahi. Thank you so much for coming to the studios to help us. We have been looking at interpreting scripture this whole quarter, and we've seen some themes, and uh, I think last week we looked at Sola Scriptura, that is the Bible and the Bible alone. For this week, we are going more into the interpretation. We are looking at why is there the need itself for interpretation. Let's start with Frank to give us an opening prayer before we go into the study. Shall we pray? Our God and King, we thank you for this period of study. We ask that you be within us, grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And so we want to have a look at what we'll be doing for the week. We'll be going through some topics like uh, presumptions that people can make of the Bible, translation and interpretation. We'll look at the Bible and culture, and then we'll look at our sinful and fallen natures. We'll also look at why interpretation is so key, so important to I mean, us understanding God's word. And then we come in with the summaries as we have been, do- as we have been doing every time. But uh, Frank, I want you to start us off with this important question. Why is interpretation so needed in Bible study? Interpretation is needed in Bible study. Like any other communication, if I communicate and you can't understand, I have not communicated. Mm-hmm. And in part of our studies, or in our previous studies, some of our previous studies, we have studied that some portions of the Bible are prophetic. Some of the portions have been written with some kind of language that makes it difficult for us to understand. And so it is needful that there is interpretation so that we get a, we all get a common basis for understanding. Okay. So there's a need for interpretation. Very important. Uh, Gloria, you know what? The basis for interpretation should also be faith. I think we, want to, we have to come to our um, scripture text for the, for the for the week. So read for us Hebrews chapter eleven verse six, which is our scripture yeah. text for the week. The word of God reads, "But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, for the one who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him." Hebrews eleven verse six. Thank you so much. So I want you to connect the issue of faith and our interpretation of the Bible. You see, the whole of this quarter, for the first five weeks, all that we have been told, we are being introduced to Scripture. And it is only faith in the Scripture that would make us accept whatever it gives us. Else it would be like any other book to us. So if we have faith, that is when the faith would reflect in how much or how well we accept the words that we read from the Scripture. Then it impacts on our lives and we are told here on why the need for interpretation mm-hmm. quickly to add to this you see we are even told that any text without a context mm-hmm. quickly becomes a pretext for one's own agenda and idea if you do not accept it and you do not interpret it well to fall within its context then you might interpret it the other way around and the import of whatever it's there for us. You wouldn't get. We are told that uh, one woman 
there was an affair between her husband and another lady and so when she read the scripture there shall be enmity between the the man and the woman then she 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 took assurance from that that yes it's it's uh it's about her case so there would definitely be an enmity between the husband and the mistress so if we do not put interpret scripture well we might end up uh, attributing whatever our own ideas to scripture which might not be the intent of what god has for us so there's a need for proper interpretation of scripture proper interpretation you say which brings us to the assumptions that uh, actually our topic is for today uh, some want to use assumptions what do you say about that frank yeah now i mentioned that we all have to come to a common ground and that is why it is need needful for interpretation now before we can come to a common ground we all come from different backgrounds and even the bible makes it very specific very clear that the authors of the Bible, they wrote the Bible from different backgrounds, different cultures, different contexts, and so a whole lot. Now that we are also coming to study and interpret it for our own good, we have our own cultural backgrounds, our own experiences, for which will affect how we interpret the scripture. We cannot approach the Bible with an empty mind. Of course, mm-hmm. there is no one who has an empty mind. Of course, yeah. So then, Whatever we are doing, we are affected by those things that are already in us. Are we get? Yeah, we are affected by whatever thing that is already in us, and so that becomes the assumptions, the presuppositions, culture, background, and a whole lot. And we have studied in the past how all this affect how we are able to interpret the scripture. So now we are going to look at them in our own context how they are going to affect us and how they are going to help us come to a common ground so that the interpretation achieve its purpose of giving us what standard standards and uniformity so interestingly we will be seeing things like our own assumptions and then how they affect us in trying to interpret scripture and the glory i don't know if you can throw more light on that because we need to understand this when we get to scripture we may be biased yeah. How do we avoid that? We have been told from uh, Luke twenty four thirty six to forty five. You see, Christ had been with the disciples all that while, and Christ had predicted everything about his life, but the disciples failed to get that point because to them they had their own presupposition of how the Messiah was to come and what he was supposed to do. So even upon several promptings, they still didn't get it till it happened. And we are told that, yes, as humans as we are, as our brother said, there's no way we wouldn't come to the scripture with our own presuppositions. We are not empty-minded. We have things that are stemming out from sometimes, as the lesson gives us, our past, our experiences, even our resident ideas, our preconceived notions and opinions. So those, all those influence how we interpret scripture. But the good news here is that the Holy Spirit is the number one guide for each and every one of us. So if we actually approach scripture with that attitude of humility and submit to the Holy Spirit to help us interpret, then the interpretation is going to be one because it is one spirit that leads us to the correct interpretation. Thank you so much. So we need one interpretation, one scripture. I think that is what uh, she's trying to tell us, Frank. And our focus will be just one.
So we are looking into a gradual interpretation of the Bible from the facts, from the background, we get into the interpretation area and um, it's telling us translation and interpretation. Frank, can you come, come in for us? Let's see uh, how the Bible was translated and how it was interpreted. Okay. The Bible originally was not written in English or let's say in some of our current languages like our three English font and the rest. It was written, part of them was written in Greek, others in Aramaic and the rest. But here is the time we cannot read Greek. Mm-hmm. We cannot read Aramaic. Of, in fact, I don't even know whether there are so many people on earth here now who, who now speak Aramaic. So then, God is too wise to the extent that he saw that what he was giving to his people at that time would be relevant as now. And so there is the need for us to also get it in our language. And that is the essence of translation. But the point is, after we have translated, we still need interpretation to get it clearer for us. And so that is why this uh, today we are looking at interpretation and translation. translation okay. uh, Gloria, she, he mentioned something interesting. And mm. it looks like we are looking at two different things. Interpretation and then translation. Can you give us an insight into that a little it's, it's just mentioned translation. The Bible has been translated into a lot of languages. Sometimes even with in, in a particular language with deriving versions. Uh-huh. And there are words that you see that particular language there's one word for different concepts. Like classic example in tree they have GDA GDA uh-huh. but the word like trust assurance, faith, and all that, you might still end up using the same GDA. So, God, as he said, God in his wisdom saw the need for the word of God to be translated into our various languages, but it still does not end there. Because as we have we have been told from Luke 24 verse 27, that Jesus also saw it expedient to translate that and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. So it is. it doesn't just end with the language, understanding the language. Else would have said that uh, the language experts should have been the best uh, uh, custodians of the word of God. Okay. Uh-huh. So after the translation, there's also the need for the trans. Uh, Interpretation, interpretation after the translation. The Holy is the Holy Spirit that helps us with it. Interesting. So you get the language, understand it, but then the Holy Spirit does the translation for you. That, that's all, Frank. And not entirely. You see, the verse you read used in the King James version. It used expounded. Mm-hmm. So expanded is trying to give us something like explaining. You understand? They read it. Just like we go to school, we read books. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need somebody who is an expert to explain the concept to you. You have read it, it's English, you understand the tenses, everything. But until somebody explains the actual concept to you, and that is exactly what Jesus Christ did. The prophets, they have read the things about Jesus Christ. But of course, they did not really understand. And this is what Jesus did. Thank you so much. We are still on the program looking at translation and interpretation. And uh, there is an interesting word. I think I met it in Valley View once because I, I tried doing this pastoral course for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hermeneutics. I hope I pronounced it, pronounce it well. 
the the pastors will help us better. But it is the art of translating and interpreting. Uh, I mean, to make sure somebody understands. Is all we are looking at with the Bible. Do we need to carefully translate and interpret hermeneutically before we can understand? Yeah, it's very important. Like she mentioned, there are there are some languages that you may have a lot of words representing the same thing. At other times, you may have synonyms, antonyms, and the rest. So, in order to get the accurate meaning, you need that skill. You understand? You need that skill so that you don't just say anything, but you get the accurate meaning of what is being interpreted. Okay. Accurate meaning of what is being interpreted. Uh, maybe, Gloria, you throw a little more light on that because I'm looking at it from the angle of us. I mean, ordinary, let me just put it that way, Christians reading the Bible. Where comes translation and interpreting such that we understand it correctly, the way it should be understood? Um, I think we've belabored this point enough. Mm. The translation, if you don't even understand the word, the meaning of the word used, it would be problematic. And then it also just doesn't end there that you understand the word. You need someone with that spiritual insight. Uh, like sometimes you'd even go to you could be a, a professional in something but when it comes to the word of God in relation to that you might have to go to someone who has that gift to help with the interpretation and I'll come back to this that have you ever come across a person who actually is not educated so much mm-hmm. but that person can interpret aspects of the scripture to you that you may never you, you didn't think of it is because the spirit has impressed that on the person's heart so it doesn't end with just the translation knowing every word else we would have just studied the bible in relation to the dictionary when we are with pertaining to each language and would have been okay but it is not enough to just know the meaning of words be very much skillful in the language but they go hand in hand and it's that that's another thing that we also it is not just the spirit 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 that is why even if someone has the call in the spirit of God, the person still needs training to be able to also apply both, to be able to understand the language and also allow the spirit to help you translate. Thank you so much. And for my listener out there, you've heard it all. We need translation and interpretation, but we thank God he's there to help us, guide us. When we read, he comes in to help us. But there will be times you need to seek help from your elders, your teachers, your, 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 I mean, colleagues at church, and I know God in His own wisdom will lead us to what truth is. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow as we go through the study, looking at other aspects of the study. But before we sign off, I'll ask Frank to pray with us so that what we've studied today we can understand and apply it. Let us pray. Holy Father, we thank you for this period of study. We ask that continue to be with us and help us to apply what you have learned in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. As I said, tomorrow will be coming your way again. This time, look at the Bible and culture. We hope it will impact your life and see you tomorrow when we do. Stay blessed. Amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved a wretch Like me Lost, but now I'm 
Once again to our program Captioned Present Truth. My name is Felix Mafutabi, the pastor. I am talking to you today on the topic Why Are You Weeping? In this hour of our life, in this our era, several people are weeping, several people are troubled, several people are facing tribulations. But I want to ask you. If you have Jesus, you are an overcomer. I want you to let, let you know that with Jesus, you overcome all the crises. Mary Magdalene had an unfinished business when Jesus was crucified on that fateful Friday. But because of the Sabbath, which fell on Saturday, Mary and the other Marys could not accomplish that mission. Early on Sunday morning, Mary was at the tomb of Jesus, but he could not find the body of Jesus. The Bible says, when she was going to the cemetery, she was full of sorrow and misery. But she went anyway, because she had no other option. But Mary was hopeful that he would be able to see whatever has become of Jesus' body. He was hopeful that he would be able to anoint Jesus' body when he visited the grave. But when he went there, the stone had been rolled and Jesus' body could not be found. So Mary stood there and she was weeping. She was weeping uncontrollably. Miraculously, she communicated with angels. Angels came to her asking her, Woman, why are you weeping? What is your problem? But Mary will not listen to them. Mary will not mind them. She went on crying and weeping. Lo and behold, Jesus came to the scene. The risen Savior, who is in the world today, the man that the world needs, the Lamb of God, the I am that I am, the conqueror, lion of the tribe of Judah, stood beside Mary and he said, Mary, Mary, why are you weeping? When Jesus mentioned Mary's name, she became surprised. After all, nobody knew her name in that cemetery. And when she turned, lo and behold, Jesus stood beside her. Praise the Lord. And then he said, Mary, weep not. I live. 
I am alive. Look at the empty tomb. I live, Mary. Be revived. Be revived. Cry no more. Because I live, there is hope. Because I live, you can face tomorrow. Because I live, there is eternal life. Mary, I have overcome the world. Go and tell Peter. Go and tell John. So Mary left the cemetery with the news of revival. When she was going to the cemetery, she was sad. She was sorrowful. But now, he has seen that Jesus lives. There is no need for the anointing of the oil on Jesus' body since he is alive. So she left, running onto Peter. She left, running onto the other apostles. He left with a message of hope, the message of the risen Savior. When she was leaving, she was chanting the words, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. My eyes have seen the Lord. I want to tell you, as you come to Christ, you may be troubled. You may have trials. You may be burdened with challenges. But as you come unto him, he will not cast you out. Jesus will give you hope. Hope that will spring unto everlasting life. Praise the living God. Mary went home with a message of revival. And then unto Peter, whose hope had left him. Unto Peter, who had become faithless at the death of Jesus, who was so much disappointed. He told Peter, Jesus tells me to tell you that he will meet you in Galilee. He told John that he will meet you in Galilee. Yes, from that point, Jesus met two men, two disciples, who were on their way to Emmaus, a village nine miles from Jerusalem. And Jesus spoke with them. He explained scripture unto them. He opened scripture by scripture, and he revived them, and he opened their eyes, and they go to know that the unseen stranger, the stranger who had been with them, is the Lord. Hallelujah. And these disciples, Cleopas and the friend, also ran back to Jerusalem. And then they joined the apostles in the room that in which they had loved themselves. But I want to tell you, as they entered and joined Peter, and they joined John and Matthew and other people, behold, Jesus stood in their midst, and he said unto them, Peace be unto you. Hallelujah. Peace be unto you, my disciples. Peace in your marriages. Peace in your relationship. Peace in your friendship. Peace in your worship of the Lord. Peace in whatever you do. I bring peace unto you. Yes, if you come to know Jesus, if you acknowledge him as personal Savior and Lord, he will give you peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that is beyond curses. Peace that will lead you home. Peace that will give you salvation. After Jesus' resurrection, his enemies saw him. He wandered to and fro in the midst of the people for 40 days. One day, he carried the disciples to the Mount of Olives. While talking with them, he ascended like a bird into glory, giving them orders, go ye into the world and propagate the gospel everlasting. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about the risen Savior. I am coming again. With me is judgment to be given unto all people. Do you know the risen Messiah? Ever since Jesus ascended into glory, light has been streaming from the holy places of the sanctuary above. My dear brother, my sister, my father, I want to tell you to trust in Jesus because he is coming again. What will become of the destiny of man when we do not know him? Let us acknowledge him. Let us take him as our personal Savior and Lord. Jesus will give us salvation. If we admit him 
if we acknowledge him, he will in no way cast us out. It is my prayer that we know Jesus. It is my prayer that we acknowledge him. It is my prayer that we accept him as our Lord. Yes, he is able to overcome even death. He has overcome all the enemies and he is coming again. Be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. If the world hates you, worry not because they hated the Savior Jesus Christ. If the world had loved him, the world would have loved him, you too, as a disciple of Christ. But I want to tell you, Jesus has overcome the world. He is a conqueror. And because he is a conqueror, you and I are also going to conquer. When our kingdom is ushered into place, he will bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. Voice of hope.